And even though it had orgies in it, I couldn't stomach it. I had too many characters. <laughs> even though it had orgies. <laughs> I was trying to get into it for the orgies, but I couldn't stay for the the character count. I don't even care about the gore. Like, I'll watch gore. It doesn't matter. It's just too many characters to keep track of. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it is episode 203 of the Trailer Junkies podcast, and last week we had Uncle Bud on. We didn't do much of a trailer. <laughs> we didn't do any of what we're watching. None of our week. No beers, no nothing. And there's a few reasons behind some of that that, yeah, yeah whatever it is, what it is. Sunday morning. We we're and recording Sunday morning. You know, Sunday but... morning. And yeah, I mean, it's just and it's been uh, COVID and uh, God, I'm giving away the lead here. But OK, uh, but let's get into it, man. So before we do anything and everything, uh, what, uh, beer, what beer do you have? Wait, wait, wait. Do do the do the correction first. We'll, we'll oh, yeah, lost. yeah. We'll so last week, for those who listened, I, I, I encourage everyone to go listen to the Uncle Buddy vi vi uh, video, <laughs> the Uncle Buddy interview. Uh -huh. And it's my Uncle Bud. He worked in the industry for 27 years and he gave uh, it, was a, it was a short episode, about 45 minutes. Yeah. And he talked about uh, his experience with you know, working in the industry since the late 70s uh, into I think he finished around the late. No, oh, five, I think is when he said. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, 27 years. He worked on Star Trek and Adam's family. And I mean, you know, lots of, of sitcoms and yeah. all kinds of stuff, you know, and so he had some good stories. So I encourage anyone to go do that. But he did start with working in Chicago and working in Chicago was both the Blues Brothers and what he said was the Exorcist. And he wanted me to make the correction that it was the Omen. Okay, great. And I told him only an Exorcist or Omen fan would actually know where it was filmed. And I welcomed him further as a trailer junkie for life because all the many mistakes me and Ted have made over the years. <laughs> so what he makes a mistake. Exactly. We make mistakes all the time exactly. and we don't even correct them half right. the time. Right. But, you know, sometimes we get yelled at by people. Yeah, it's fine. And by all means, yell at us all the time. We'll definitely put you on the show. It means people are listening. I, I really don't. You know, it's a, I, I encourage it. Yes, exactly. Fact check me. And that, that especially goes for Anne. Anne's fact checking me to my face whenever I force her to listen episode here or there. <laughs> she'll be mid show she's texting me and she's saying jim you got that wrong and you know and i'm like ann you're not our audience like you listen while ted's recording but you never listen otherwise right you know right. but all right so what beer do you have i know it's hot there you need some beverage hot yes thank you so i was i've been at work for the past couple of weeks because the kids are back at school so i go into work and uh, and I went to work a little over the summer because Audrey had her water polo summer camp. So there's been this beer in the fridge at work. And it's just a one one. Can you imagine opening a, you know, I would open the fridge and I put in my uh, my sparkling waters. And I, you know, every every couple of days I throw in like a wait, there's beer at work. There's this one solitary beer sitting at work just by itself, all by itself, just sitting there. 
saying, oh, somebody forgot me in the beginning of COVID. Somebody forgot me. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the beer. I'm going to steal the beer. So I stole this beer from work. You pilfered the beer? It's called Off, Off, Offshoot Beer Company, and it's 2FBYC Double Hazy IPA. Do they listen? Uh, somebody's got to listen. 1th by land, 2th by sea? Is this like the British invasion? 1FBYC <laughs> by, by land, and it's got like a crazy red humpback whale on it. It's kind of crazy. What? But hey, Double Hazy... Let's pop it open. See, I like it. And it what's the ABV like a, you said? Oh yeah, I should do that. I should do that. I should see that. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. Let me pour it. And while I'm pouring and getting ABV, you tell uh, you tell us about yours. Okay, so mine is uh, West Coast IPA, seven percent. Uh, Reap Rip R I I P Beer Company. Okay. Dankster Squad. Uh oh. So you can see there, Dankster Squad. Oh, look at that. And the R's backwards, and the double I, it's super trendy. Yeah, it's like Reek or, so, or, re, Reap Reap, or something. Reap, I don't Reap. know. Rip. And it has like uh, some sort of a VW bus with like a hop guy coming out of it. There's like a hop, <laughs> a dude who's like dressed up like a He's hopped up on something. Oh, man. He's like, it's like a deadhead. Oh, this beer, I don't think this beer is any, I don't think it's any good. Are, are you serious? Could it go bad? It, it might have gone bad. Uh, no, you know what I think it is? I think it's so hazy that, like, it looks very yeasty. It's got tons of, uh... Is it floaters? Floaters? Well, they're they're at the bottom, so they're sinkers, but let's try it. How's it taste? I mean, it's not skunked. Well, I don't know. It's 8.1 ABV. It's super hazy. If you vomit, I'll just turn off the mic so I don't pee. <laughs> no, let's. Oh, yeah. You got, well, turn off the camera. Or, or oh, man. This smells like because I, I dry hopped some uh, an IPA today for a homebrew. This smells like Columbus hops because mm. I use Columbus hops. It smells just like it. You know what? I think I'm not going to drink this one. Is it bad for real? Yeah, it's bad. You want to go get another beer? I'm going to go get another beer. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> I kept rolling. Is it okay? So, like I said, I have a Lagunitas, sim- little something, something. I got a little something, something. <laughs> I love a little something, something. I had a little twelve pack that Frank and I got into last uh, couple of weeks. So there you go. Well, yeah, you know, I don't need you getting sick over some <laughs> beer you pilfered from the fridge. I know. I I guess I guess. Two years, two plus years, you know, in the fridge. No, you know what I think it is? What's that? The beer's not necessarily going to go bad uh-huh. because it's in a can. It's, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. What I think it is, I think somebody planted it. Ugh. And they're like, whoever steals the beer is going is to wind up with a week's worth of <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> and I think you're smart to have pitched it passed off and dumped it because i think it was it, i think it's a conspiracy oh. i think <laughs> no i think q QAnon is involved oh no <laughs> no yeah. not q yeah. i think take, it's total i think it's total q they're trying to take me down okay it's a trap 
I think so. And they're like, whoever steals this beer is going to like suffer the queue. So good thing you dumped it because like you're smarter than the average queue. Good good thing I have uh, a little Lagunitas hanging around here. There you go, man. There, no, a little something, something solid. Yeah. Okay. So we got all that stuff out of the way and, and uh, the past few weeks. So if I may, Ted, yeah, if please, I may. This is, this, is your, this is your couple of weeks. I'm... I feel for you. I'm I'm empathetic to your your thing, um, and and please take it away. Okay, earmuffs, because I might drop an f bomb or two here. Let's do it. Let's do it. You, you all your feels, all your feels. I avoid fucking COVID <laughs> for two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half goddamn years. We leave to go visit Rudy and his family mm-hmm. uh, Friday, eight days before Leadville. So I'm like, all right, we're going to ramp it up. We're going to get to elevation. We're going to acclimate. We're going to do all this stuff. Yeah. So literally, like, hours before we leave, we test. We had these test kits, you know, and we're like, well, let's test before we go. They're going to go bad in September anyway, so we'll make sure before we leave all this stuff. Everybody's negative. All's good. We get there. Eh, Granted, I get to bed about 1 a.m. because we're, you know, we haven't seen our friends in a while. Yeah. We're at their house and yeah. we stay up late. We have a couple of beers and such. And I'm like, man, I'm just feeling like run down. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And like I said, it's one in the morning. Of course, I'm run down and tired. Yeah. You know, we've been traveling all day and had a terrible night's sleep. I get up and we, you know, we do our day. Is this halfway to elevation? This is like halfway to elevation. Uh, This is Minden, uh, Minden, Nevada. So it's like uh, right. It's about 4,800, 4,900 feet. So we're about halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And so we go to there's a bike shop down the street from them. They live in a cool neighborhood, a little cool town in, in western Nevada, just outside of like right near the border of uh, right in the valley there. Heavenly's like right up the hill. Oh, okay. You know where they go, where they go skiing or snowboarding, whatever, and all that stuff. So it's right, a trucky Reno area, all that whole, all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's all right there. Yeah, and they're like right on the Nevada side. So so we ride our bikes over me, them, the boys, Clarissa, all of us, the six of us. We ride our bikes over to Bikes and Brew in Minden and it's this bike shop that is essentially a tap room nice they don't do a lot of sales as far as bikes go but they do like repair and they do like uh, sale like they don't do bike they they do have bikes for sale but their main thing is like repair and uh, accessories and such wait are you are you scouting for your next career here because this sounds like two things up your two things up your alley (laughs) no me and Clarissa have already talked about this Rudy and Rebecca take us there and me and Clarissa are like oh my god this is exactly what we're talking about you know well we're sitting there gears and beers oh my god I like that one instead of bikes and brew (laughs) gears and beers all right all right hey hey uh trademark no you got you got it you got copyright no how do you say that yeah i don't know no gears and beers trademark trademark yeah it's already trademarked i'm gonna buy the domain name tomorrow (laughs) so we're sitting there and we're inside waiting for beers to be poured and we get the boys like little sodas i think mike had like a cream soda tim had a root beer or something well mike looks at me and he has this look and he's just like hey dad and he wasn't drinking water much and such and we ride our bikes over it's kind of warm yeah we're at elevation and all of a sudden he's just he has this look like you know like i don't feel okay and his and he looks at clarissa and his eyes just roll back in his head and boom he's like falls out 
So Clarissa kind of like helps him down to the floor. Uh-huh. This woman runs over and she says, I'm a nurse. Do you need any help? <laughs> and I said, so is she. <laughs> I said, mom's a nurse, too. I said, you know, I think she has it, but hang tight, you know, and yeah. Clarissa like gets to work, man. And she's just like totally like stoic. Just boom. Gets him back. I asked the the bartender woman. I said, you know, can I have a cold rag? And, uh, you know, she f- gets, you know, puts it on his back of his neck, forehead, everything. And then we get he comes to like just a few seconds later. I mean, he just falls out for a minute. I need a tube and a knife. We got to we got to trach him right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Give me a straw, you know. And he comes back. He's like, oh, wow. And we're like, Mike, you okay? And he doesn't even know what happened. You right, know? He's right. just, and we're just trying to get him to drink, get him back hydrated and such. So we go and we get food and, you know, they had a food truck. We get food. We do all this stuff. And I go back in for another round and I hear people like inside the bar area talk and they're like, that mom, man, that like she got to work. Man, she, she was rock solid. I probably would have panicked. That mom did like, you know, like totally talking up Clarissa, you know, about how like she just like kicked ass. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, it kind of scared me and stuff. And Clarissa was just like, she just jumped into action and just was on it you know and yeah so yeah that was fun seeing rudy and rebecca so anyway i go we go to bed and i'm like you know i got a bad night's sleep last night i'm a little groggy i just need to get a good night's sleep i'll be fine tomorrow i go to sleep yeah wake up the next day i'm like man i feel like shit and rebecca said are you just having bad night's sleeps because of elevation or are you that's what i was thinking altitude yeah yeah or are you sick i said because I told him before we left, we tested and stuff. Yeah, we tested right when we left. Yeah. And I said, I said, you know what? Do you have a COVID test? And she said, yeah. So uh, she gives me a COVID test. Son of a bitch. I'm not positive. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was pissed. Now, how many days out from 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 Leadville is this? This is Sunday. Leadville Saturday. So a week. A week. Right. Oh, less. Right. You know, a day shy of a week. Well, I started with symptoms. We tested uh, Friday before we left. Before I go to bed, I'm starting with symptoms. Yeah. That, you know, Friday night. By the time I figure out, like, I'm not feeling well, I'm thinking I just had a bad night's sleep. I'm tired. Right. So it's Sunday. Well, we're leaving Sunday. And I'm like, man, I, I was apologetic. And so I'm like, man, I feel bad for bringing you guys COVID. You right. Know? They never got it, by the way, which is good. So I'm so thankful for that. That They never got it. And, and everybody and their sister had it that week, that week that you had it. I heard so many things on Instagram and Facebook and all over the place. Oh people, man, people are people are getting it. People are like, I've gone to the same story as you. People have been gone the whole time without getting COVID, and they get it the the same week as you got it. Crazy. Yeah, I'm back to work, right? So everybody's asking me how my trip was. I tell them about COVID. Everybody I talk to is like, Oh my god, I had COVID too. <laughs> Yeah. Like everybody did. I was like, what? I mean, half, half, half the people at work had COVID and they're kind of like not feeling good, taking a day off here and there, working through some of it remotely. You know, we're still still kind of remote. So, yeah, it's crazy, crazy how rampant and how widespread it went out that week. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, though, is uh, symptoms were super easy. They were pretty light, mild congestion, you know. Some snot, some chest congestion, a little bit of tightness in the chest, but really not too bad. The head fog was probably the brain fog was probably the worst. Okay. And so we're we, we leave 
like uh, nine ten in the morning on Sunday. Okay, and that was the plan anyway. We were going to leave. It's not because of COVID, but I was just like, oh my god, we got there. We were going to stay a couple nights and leave. So we head out down Highway fifty, going out to uh, you know we got to a hotel in Utah, and then we were going to go the rest of the way to to Colorado. And I'm like, I, I started driving, and I'm like, Clarissa, you need to drive. I feel awful, you know. So just head fog. Yeah. And this is the Pacifica. This is the new. Yeah. And the new van. Right. So Clarissa's driving. I'm like snoozing in the front seat, mm-hmm. you know, or trying to snooze is chilling. You know, we got music playing and stuff. And did Mikey have it, too? He had it uh, about 10 days prior. So he was in the clear already when he tested clear. Yeah. Yeah. He tested clear when when he was like having his little spell. Here's the difference, too. So he had it. He had a, f- a high fever. It was gone in like two days. Nice. He had it. High fever. Boom. Gone. Frank had it. High fever. Gone. Boom. Gone. Barbara had what we had where it just lingered for weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm still like I'm back riding and training and stuff because we have another (laughs) thing coming up. And I feel great on the bike. I'm just like slightly like snotty and, you know, hacking a lung once in a while. But otherwise, I feel fine, you know, and, you know, I'm blowing my nose and whatnot. But it's like three weeks later. I still have some symptoms. Yeah. We tested and stuff. I'm testing clear. I, I don't I don't have it anymore, at least as far as the test is concerned. You know, so we get there. Now we're I have COVID and we're living at 10,000 feet Ugh. and I'm like, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to race Saturday. I'm I'm good. Uh. Well, the following day, Clarissa comes down, has the same thing I have. Oh, no. She we had tests with us. She tests positive. Oh, no. So I go out Thursday and I'm like, I'm going to go test it, see how I feel. And we go out or I go out. What do you call it? You call it shakedown, right? Shakedown? Yeah, like a shakedown ride. I want to test, see where I'm at. I go to the crux of the ride, which is Powerline, and I go over Sugarloaf, down to the bottom, back over Powerline. What should have probably been an hour 15, hour and a half total, I probably put in about three hours. Oh, my God. My lungs are searing. Ugh. I'm just dying. And I forget my shoes. So I'm riding in like, you know, like these little light hikers Ugh. on these little mountain bike shoes. I'm just like, w- w- could, it, could it not go more wrong? And so I'm like, man, I feel awful. So I, I call my doctor, you know, and he lives around the corner from me. And Clarissa, you know, has him on like speed dial because she works with him all the time mm-hmm. as an RN and stuff. So he calls me. We have a long conversation and we both agree it's not worth like long term lung damage or anything. Right. Because my plan was, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to do the whole thing and then I'm just going to go as far as I can and drop out. And I'm just like, well, why would I do that? Right. Cause lung damage, possibly permanent. I don't know. Who knows? Right. And then like I'm going to quit anyway and I'm going to suck anyway. So what's the point? So we had... 15 hour drive home that we were going to do on Sunday, get home late Sunday night for my bet for back to work Monday and the boys first day of school. So I said, screw it. Yeah, let's just get out of here on sun on Saturday. We won't even do it. We won't even do anything Leadville race related. We're going to leave Saturday. We blast 15 hours home. Stop at the Mad Greek and Baker for (laughs) euros. The boys love Yurtos. First time having them. We're home by like nine o'clock at night or eight thirty at night, whatever it was. Leaving yeah. Colorado at about I think it was seven ten in the morning. Wow. Yeah, I know the van just makes the melt the the miles melt away. And that's all downhill, right? From that from that from that side here. Yeah. A lot of it was. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole trip. 
the whole trip, and I know I said this on the Tahoe, the Tahoe uh, trip too. The whole trip out to Rudy's, up to Leadville, all around wherever we went, all the way back to Lompoc and stuff. Twenty-eight point zero miles Damn. per gallon. I mean, they know what it takes to go from point A to point B and back. <laughs> I mean, like, it's 28 miles a gallon. That's what the thing says. That's what the sticker says. So, no, the van was great. I mean, we had all our gear. We had four bikes on the rack in the back, you know, on the... And the new rack's great, too, right? Like, is it... Oh, the new rack was... Rock solid. Oh, man. A Kuwat rack, like, completely rock solid. I mean, it kicked ass. But the thing is, we still rode. We did the, We did some bike rides, like on a bike trail. We did some picnic rides and such uh, as a family and everything. Um, we avoid. We, we were going to do like this train thing. We were going to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And we didn't do any of it because like we had COVID. We didn't want to go around people. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you feel crappy. You don't want to go around people. You know, you kind of exactly. like, you want to kind of huddle in a hole and just be. <laughs> yeah. So we stuck to ourselves outside. And like I said, picnic ride and such. And uh, so Friday night before we were going to leave, I didn't drink all week. You know, I was like kind of planned because yeah. I wanted to race and stuff. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, now I feel like crap. So now I'm not going to drink because I'm going to race and I'm trying to get better. So now I come to the conclusion I'm not racing at all. So I'm like, screw it. We stop at this place. I get a six pack of, you know, some IPAs. <laughs> I drink like four of them. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Got to drown my sorrows. sorrows. There you go. But the cool thing is we did this thing called the Rocky Mountain Coaster. And it's a roller coaster. It's like an oh. erector set, you know, but it's a it's a roller coaster that takes you all the way to the top of this mountain. Wow. And it's like, you know, when you go on a roller coaster, it chugs you up to the top and then drops you down. Right. Well, it just takes you up to the top and you're going up to the top for like 10 minutes. I mean, you're like chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug, you know, <laughs> and then it just lets loose. And it's like it's a, it's a solo little car. Oh, nice. So me and Tim rode by ourselves and Clarissa and Mike rode together because Mike was too small. Right. So Tim was in front of me. He went first. And right before I get to the top, I see him come flying down and he gives me the look like, Woo! you know, and, <laughs> and you can control your speed. So if it feels too fast, you could put the brakes uh -huh. on or or not. You know, so I get to the top. You know, I see Tim go flying by. I get to the top. I fly down and. I fly the whole the whole way and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, my God, like this thing's like an erector set. Someone just like bolted together. I'm like this. It better stay on the track because I'm not letting I'm not letting loose. Right. Right. Or, or, or letting not the brakes go. Yeah, not I'm the not brakes. breaking. Yeah. So we finally get to the bottom. I survive, obviously. <laughs> First thing Tim says, did you break? And I said, nope. And he's like, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's that's interesting because that's that's the uh, that's the second kid mentality. That that's that's good for Tim to do that. Yeah, yeah. So then we get to the bottom, and uh, uh, Clarissa and Mike get to the bottom, and and I said, so I wasn't. Yeah, you know, I, I I slowed down a little bit here and there. I said, yeah, I kind of figured when I saw that guy catch up to you, <laughs> you know, the guy behind. So. Uh. Yeah, so that was that. So stupid COVID. So I'm gonna try again next year. And no, but but congra congratulations on 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 prevailing to to the logic of the long term. And I know your your doctor is also an avid biker, so he knows you know he, he knows is the, yes. he knows the gearhead in you. Yeah, and he was able to talk you you know talk me down talk you down a little bit. And I'm glad. You know, because when you did that shakedown, when you when you told me you did that shakedown, I'm like, even that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I did I did a you know three hour ride and half the elevation. I'm like what? Well, twenty miles. <laughs> it was twenty miles, twenty six hundred feet elevation gain over like it was like two forty five or something. I that's just crazy. At eleven thousand five hundred feet, right? Mind right, you. right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So, and I'm like, I'll just see what I could do. I'm gonna go do it. You're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and then I'm like, Clarissa, I come back. I'm feeling great. We're I'm racing this mother, you know. And <laughs> and I get back, and you know, I get back to the van, and they're waiting for me. She has lunch ready and stuff, and and I'm like, I'll be back in an hour and a half, you know. <laughs> almost three hours later, you know, and, and uh, I'm just like. I'm like, oh, man, like, no way. I feel awful. Crazy. You know, crazy. Um, yeah. So then, you know, got back to work. The school year started. I don't know your kids are back at school. Yeah. My kids are back at school. And Audrey's what? Uh, uh, Audrey's sophomore? a junior. No, I'm sorry. Junior. And Bryce is eighth grade. Bryce, Bryce is eighth grade. Top of the middle school. Getting, you know, he's chomping at the bit to go to high school. Nice. Uh, you, last night, the reason we couldn't record last night was Audrey had to go. Well, Audrey wanted to go to the opening night football night of oh, okay. uh, John Burroughs high school football, you know, like, and they have a, they have a great stadium. It really looks nice. And it was, and they won. So John Burroughs won. Congratulations, John Burroughs uh, high school. And I was like, as Ann and I were waiting in the car for her and her friends to come out, I was like, is Burbank like a Texas town in the middle of California? <laughs> Cause it was like Friday night lights. It was, like, Oh dude, that's Lompoc. Man. It was Lompoc like, is Friday night lights. I was like these little towns and, and Burbank, I'm sorry. Burbank's a little town inside of, inside of Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, for there's, sure. There's tons of like local Burbankians and it's like, it's big, big deal. Like high school football is a big deal in small towns. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Lompoc's the same <laughs> way, you know. But you don't have. I mean, Burbank has. We have like three football teams here. Like three. Well, NFL, we have two NFL. Oh, two. Okay, that's right. But but yeah, still. We have two. Well, you you guys do you guys you guys don't have football teams? Not in Lompoc. Well, we have Lompoc High School and Cabrillo High School. No, I meant we we have like NFL teams. Oh oh I okay I follow. You. <laughs> like like the reason that Texas small Texas towns have big Friday night lights is because they have to go really far to Dallas or to Houston. Like us. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But Burbank, exactly. Burbank's like, I don't know. I don't know why it is what it is, but it, but it's a neat little town, neat little town feeling town vibe. So it was cool. So here's the cool thing about uh, uh, football here is Lompoc high school often wins CIF and mm. a lot of Lompoc players have found their way into the NFL. Yeah, there you go. And, Lompoc actively recruits and they're they're a really good football team. I mean, every year they're just destroying everybody. Do they travel? Well, they travel within the area. Oh, because so the high school that I went to, I went to St. John's High School um, in Washington, D.C. And I, 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 I don't know if I've said this to you before, but I went to high school with Kevin Plank. OK, yeah, yeah. And Kevin Plank's the CEO, the, the founder of Under Armour. Yeah. So when he became a billionaire, he just started throwing money at University of Maryland and St. John's college high school and we now fully recruit like we had we had like i said we had two win we had a person on the Bengals and a person on the Rams, so we definitely had a super bowl winner oh, okay cool, cool yeah and we travel like i just got the schedule and it's like we have uh two games in florida <laughs> oh one, no they don't travel you know, like that i was like they oh my god public school right and i was just like this is crazy like the, the schedule is crazy and 
Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, like for a high school, when you think like that would be like Oaks Christian in Thousand Oaks or whatever. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, You know, where I think Joe Montana's kid went. Right. Right. But so Cabrillo High School, where I work, they held the record for the longest losing streak in California hi- state history. Oh, no. And thir- 37 games. Holy smoke. How many years is that? Uh, their last win was, I think it was September 19th or 29th. I don't remember which. But Wait, wait. This is ongoing. Well, hold on. I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> so September 29th, 2017 was their last victory. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they've lost every game since well they get this new coach and everything and first game with the new coach all this stuff they win 50 to 19 wow yeah first game they break the streak <laughs> they smack somebody in the face 59 yeah oh hi oh hi oh my god so, yeah uh nordoff and oh hi so last night they win 13 to to 6. Ooh. I think it was 13 to six, they're 14 to squeak. I think it was 13 to 6. So they squeaked it by but they're 2 and 0. <laughs> Somebody turned over a new leaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean anything I know like we were talking about like Audrey going to football and stuff but any anything else we got going. You know, <laughs> or the typical. There's the the typical stuff. And so on Saturday morning, we're heading up to SF. So we're going back to San Francisco. Anne has really like taken, you know, Anne's a big foodie. Okay. And she follows a lot of the chefs and stuff. Oh, my God. So I don't know if I've told you. Did, did I tell you went to Gwen's? Went to Gwen? What's Gwen? So there's there's a bunch of great restaurants who are here in Los Angeles, you know, great restaurants. We, oh, yeah. No, LA is great. I, I don't think we talked about this. I We went to... Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is here at the Pantages. So we saw the the off-Broadway, you know, production of Moulin Rouge. And then after Moulin Rouge matinee, we went to Curtis Stone's restaurant, Gwen. Gwen is named after his grandmother. Uh, Curtis Stone is an iron chef and a celebrity chef from uh, Australia. And he's known for his uh, steakhouse. And he has like a butcher shop off of his restaurant. And he kind of grills everything. So we had this beautiful, full black, Blackmore, Blackmore Wagyu steak. Okay. Steak, steak to share. We had bone marrow appetizer, just like an amazing first class meal. Was this expensive? Yes. Very expensive. I bet. (laughs) Very, very expensive. Um, But to have full blooded Japanese Wagyu from Australia. So basically they get the full blooded. Why, why Australia though? That's where the, that's where black. Black, what is it? Black, what did I say? Blackmore. Blackmore. So that's where John, no, David Blackmore, he's a, he's a rancher in, in Australia and he wanted to, and it basically just gives the steer, the, the beef better range to roam. You know what I mean? You could, you can only raise so many steer in, uh, in Japan, right? Like it's kind of a tight, uh, land <laughs> commodity. So yeah, if you get the Mount full, Fuji's all full of snow, <laughs> you get the, you get the full blooded Japanese steer and then you raise them in Australia. Gotcha. So, so they're, they're pure blooded Japanese, but they're raised in Australia and then the meat comes over and it was worth every penny. And, and I, and I kind of struggle with it, you know, like you eat something and it's that good. And then you reflect on it and you're like, that was the best steak I've had. But, but wait, was it the best steak I've had because it 
was the most expensive steak I've ever bought. Confirmation bias, right? Like, <laughs> Am I just like, is this going to be the best thing I have regardless of what it tastes like? And then I was like, we got to do, there's got to be a way to do a blind taste test, you know, like, <laughs> like you give me a little, a little sliver of that and a little sliver of something else. And, and we'll, I'll tell you, it is phenomenal. It is definitely the best steak you've had. And I, I think everybody should have it at least once in a lifetime. Yeah. And then, the, you know, it's, it's, it goes along the lines with where they did the wine taste test and they, they switched out the wines and the bottles <laughs> and everything. And yeah. And, and I think wine, <laughs> wine is a thing where I think you could, you could probably fool at least 30% of the people, 30 to 40% of the people. No, these were like the top Samuels or how do you ever pronounce it? Oh, yes. Somalias. Somalias. Yeah. Somalias in the world. <laughs> and they got them. Is it te- Ben and Teller, right? No, it was. Uh, I don't even remember who it was, but they they said the wine was what it was. And they just switched on the bottles and they looked at prices and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, this is clearly the best wine because it's so expensive. <laughs> oh, this wine. You know, and they just kind of like flipped the tables on them. Right. But yeah, you know, so I, I yeah, I get it. You know, a blind taste test and such. But I think it's a few things. One is when I make like, let's say I make a, a ribeye or a filet here. Mm-hmm. I put it on the grill. And I'm like, oh, my God, this steak is really good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking, okay, let me do restaurant style. Yeah. And essentially, it's the same steak. Everything's exactly the same. But I put a tablespoon of butter. You do a butter bath. A butter, yeah, exactly, right? You put <laughs> butter, and the butter melts through it and stuff, and you're like, oh, my God, that steak was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you put butter all over yeah. it. You know, of course it's amazing, you know? And and it's like add saturated fat to your saturated fat, you know? And, <laughs> well, this, this, this steak comes with butter in in between every grain of muscle <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> see that's my point man it's like is it the steaks amazing or is it butter you know no no i mean the i mean it's like it's marbled in such a way that the the steak oh, oh this is the, I, yeah, this I is the texture of wagyu you know so Anyway, I I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have some more. And then this upcoming, we're going to San Francisco. We're going to Miller and Lux, which is uh, Tyler Florence's um, restaurant. And Anne's like chatting up all these people on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? She she has, she's had conversation with Tyler Florence on Instagram. She's had a conversation with Ming Tsai. So are you guys staying at Los Gatos? No, no. We're going to, we, we are uh bonvoy members so we do we do all the marriotts in the area oh okay okay very cool so we're trying to get to 50 nights for the year if we get to f- what does that mean? 50 nights of the year then you get the ultimate uh upgrade package or whatever so 365 days in a year you're spending 50 of those <laughs> in a marriott well i guess i guess it's not in a year we've done we've we're about at 40 it's about a year and a half maybe 40 but do they give it? Do, do they expire? I don't think they expire. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it. I don't know. How, I haven't read all the fine print. We'll have to. Gotcha. We'll have to get, I'll let you know. I'll let you be really angry when <laughs> you get to fifty, and then you're like, "Oh, your year starts over." Because you don't want to get to like forty nine <laughs> and it expires, and then you're like, "You had it. You were missing by that much." Up, oh, start over. Forty nine. You missed it by a day. Ugh. Dude, could you imagine? I'd be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> All right, man, let's get to it. We have one trailer tonight since we wanted to do some talking. Yes. And then I think what we're watching is also going to be a highlight. So. 
But let's get to Pearl, an A24 crazy horror movie. I mean, this thing is amazingly horrific movie. Oh, my God. When the, when the soldier explodes, I'm just like, wait. I even went back. I'm like, did I just see what I thought I saw? I watched this, <laughs> I watched this trailer three times in a row. Me too. Because it had some of the best trailer pacing I've seen in a really long time. Trailer's amazing. The trailer pacing of this, it just lulls you into this sense of like, oh, it's going to be this old timey kind of thing. Makes you feel safe. You're safe. You're like, she's a creepy girl, but that's okay. She's just a creepy girl. And then starts slashing everything covered in blood. Blowing people up. I mean, (laughs) petting goats. (laughs) <laughs> There's like a, a tub full of guts, whatever the refrigerator. I, I on that. I didn't even know what. I mean, what is that? That was just ridiculous. It's like a chest <laughs> freezer full of guts or something. I don't <sighs> know what that was. I'm just like, what the heck is Ted sending me? I had I had flashbacks of the movie that we made in 05 because uh, we had so many shots where we did like a low angle shot up at the killer. And you had like the killer stabbing with his hockey hockey stick. He was stabbing his victims, and you would shoot. Oh, it. sounds like and you shoot movie. it from the ground. You shoot it up, so you get the hockey stick stabbing in the ground. And they do all those with the with the pitchfork, and she's like, she's yes. doing all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so pitchfork great. and axe, so great. Low angle, low angle is perfect for this kind of like, you know, intensity. And it brings back the reason why I think A24 is a trailer junkie. <laughs> favorite (laughs) favorite because it's one of those movie houses one of those art houses where they like all right disney i mean i'd even count netflix as a as a as a movie house a studio mains yeah mainstream mainstream right but you know disney netflix i mean you know even nowadays you're looking at paramount warner brothers all this stuff everybody plays it safe because they don't want to offend the audience and they want to make as much money in the box office as possible we needed four quadrants we needed a four quadrant the four quadrants exactly like hit everybody and when you look at a24 and i i would say this is true for you know if not all, then the majority of their of their uh, movies is they don't play it safe. And it's an art house yeah. thing where they just do what they want to do because it's the story they feel they need to tell. And I love that about a 24. And they're pounding out the movies. Did you hear that? You Did you see that article I sent you this week? Which one? I sent you like I sent you a headline of an article. And it was like something about the the meteoric rise of A24 and how they had like they had 20 films under their belt and they bring in COVID and then. No, you didn't send it. Oh, I didn't send. I'll send it to you again. Yeah, send it to me. I'd like to read it. Basically, they after COVID, they had like 120 movies in there. Like, how did they explode on the scene like this? You know, I think, too, it, it's almost like when you think about like Disney or Warner Brothers or something, they probably cure the people that are going to tell the stories are going to reflect their brand the best and when you look at a24 i feel it's just the opposite they're going to have people come in it's not like they're reflecting the brand of a24 but that they're reflecting the brand of a24 in the sense that they put out quality and the quality is what reflects the brand not necessarily the attitude or the cleanliness of it or something right so yeah i mean i think i think this trailer is like you said it's well paced i love the retro kind of 
uh, title cards that overlay where they have that little jiggle to them, you know? And oh, yeah. I mean, I think the way it's cut is amazing. And the story in and of itself, I mean, this is one of those things where I might need to watch it with the lights on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I I feel we just watched um, Singing in the Rain this week. (laughs) Oh, okay. And the credit roll of this feels like Singing in the Rain. It feels like of that era. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's just a little Fred Astaire (laughs) tap dance in there. (laughs) And they have the showgirls on the screen. And this is what Uh, she wants to do. She what she wants to be. They talk about the X factor. It's such a strange, strange thing. So excited about this. I don't know. Let me ask, though. So we, you know, I know like Canopy and Canopy like goes through your local public library. Uh-huh. I, I remember, you know, my library for some reason stopped probably because like it got too expensive or something. I don't know why. But A24 was a part of Canopy and I was able to watch A24 movies uh, through that service. My library cancels it, of course. You know, when you think about Paramount or I don't know, like whatever other, I mean, stars, Cinemax, Showtime and, and, you know, where is A24 primarily featured for streaming or is it just like haphazard all over the place? Like they need a exclusive streamer, I I feel like. Yeah, I thought that they had a big HBO deal. But HBO's doing a bunch of stuff. HBO's Warner Brothers, more or less, yeah. though. They're partnered with that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where their big deal is. We should find out and tell people next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Home man. Work. So what we're watching. There we go. I mean, Pearl, I'm going to watch it. I know you're going to watch it. You know, it's like right in our wheelhouses. And I know you like ho- the horror. and Th- This kind of horror. This. this is that high, high-end high horror that, that I like. It feels like. High horror. It feels like hereditary. It feels like that kind of stuff. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. High horror. High horror. Midsummer. (laughs) All right. What we're watching. So what have you been watching? Well, we went to the movie theater to see Bullet Train. Oh, that's the Brad Pitt one. Brad Pitt one. It was it it was really good. Okay. Um, I think Bryce wanted to see it and kind of wanted and definitely wanted to see it. Bryce kind of wanted to see it. Well, She wanted to see Brad Pitt. (laughs) And it was a little gory in the beginning. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's a little. There's a little too much blood and gore, and he was he was trying to muscle through it. And then Anne looked at me and it's like, we gotta, he's gotta get out. He wants to get out, you know. And I'm like, oh, I think he's all right. I think he's doing it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and we we got him out of there. It's one of the new AMC dine in dine in AMCs. Oh yeah, yeah. So so we had a whole dinner there, and you want to talk about expensive? <laughs> the dinner at Gwen was many times more expensive than the dinner at AMC. And yet it was worth it. And the AMC dinner was not. <laughs> you know what I mean? The AMC dinner is a third less, <laughs> but 200% worse. Let, let's right. say a fifth or a sixth less and yet not worth <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Right. The people next to us had Chipotle and I was like, damn, that's the way to do this. You could bring in your own food. No, you can't. They snuck it in. <laughs> but, oh, but oh. you know, like. Like, if they're going to put tables on chairs, you might as well bring in Chipotle, I think, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> spend 30 bucks instead of whatever, 100 bucks we spent on this on these burgers. And my burger was okay. It was a Brie bacon cheeseburger. 
and it was okay. But like when you think about a hamburger, though, is like a hamburger worth like forty dollars or something? You know, it was it was yeah, it was it was sixteen dollars or twenty dollars for a hamburger. At the oh thing. god! And I was like, oh, I guess Brutal. so. And I and I said, and, and Anne's like kicking herself and so down on the whole thing. And I was like, this is the kind of thing you just do it once, you figure it out, and you never do it again. Exactly. Like, what's the price of an education? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we did. So we did bullet train. Uh, Anne and Bryce walked out and uh, they got a refund, but it was a five dollar Tuesday. So they got their ten dollars back. Oh, so they didn't finish. They didn't finish it. They were like 20 minutes in. They got out of there. You and Audrey did, though. Audrey and I loved it. We loved it. it it's really it hits. It slaps of um, lock, stock and two smoking barrels. If you ever saw that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Oh, great, great kind of British dry humor. There's a whole storyline of Thomas the Tank Engine, Thomas the Tank Engine throughout the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> one of oh one God. of the assassins carries around a little sticker page of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> And as what? and as he's like killing people and like like figuring Mikey's it out, gonna that's love what I'm it. saying. Like it's it. yeah. built for kids. And he's like, we're looking. We're they're, they're going. They're on a speed. They're on a high speed train. They're on a bullet train through but Japan. It's in Japan though, they're going right? from Tokyo to Kyoto, and uh, they're trying to figure out who the who the killer is. But they're all killers. They're all assassins, and they're trying to figure out what the what the deal is. So it's a whodunit. That's it's a whodunit on a train. But they're all assassins. But okay, so it's a twist on uh, what's the train? Uh, Parola Pew, like uh, Agatha Christie, like <laughs> yeah, and Agatha. But what is it though? It, uh, Orient Express. Right, right. Murder on the Orient Express. It's a little yeah, a little twist on that, and it's got this okay. great. You know, samurai sideline because they're in Japan. You know, it has a great samurai storyline to it. And then they're they're all looking for the diesel. The diesel's the guy in there who's just trying to stir stir shit up for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so it's like they put stickers on people as they're going through and stuff. This is fun. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and then so I mean, I've watched a lot of stuff. It's been like weeks since we talked about this, but I will tell you. That and I think I've been I've been talking this up for this whole week probably. Okay. Untold. Oh man, I watched a couple today. Untold is the best brand that Netflix has kicked out thus far. I think Untold is a better sports documentary documentary than is Thirty for Thirty on ESPN. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying that Untold yeah. has this has this grit and grain to it. That just that just is just so evocative. I mean, the trash, <sighs> the tra- from the, <laughs> from the beginning, the trashers was it, and and everything since then, it's just so amazing. So, you, which ones did you see? You saw some that I didn't see, and I saw some that you didn't see. So, have you seen Breaking Point? That's the tennis one. Breaking Point. I started it, and I'm just a just five minutes into it. So, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, one. it's okay. it's fantastic. I'm watching that one. It's I'm watching that one. Yeah. No, I watched. Uh, yeah, untold uh, crimes and penalties. We we seen that together. We talked about that for sure, right? Yeah, uh, I I've seen untold malice at the palace. Malice at the palace. We watched that. Yes, uh, we watched that. Okay, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I watched Caitlyn Jenner. I did not watch yet. Oh, I mean, it was great. Is there a lot of Wheaties, a lot of uh, old Bruce Jenner stuff in there? There's yes, there's a lot of Wheaties <laughs> commercials, um, a lot of Wheaties ads, but. It's it's great, though, because the struggle that her son 
has. Okay. And you watch it and you're and I'm not going to say the reasons why, but you watch it and you're like, oh, my God, I get the struggle. Okay. And then when he says the reason he had the struggle, it's exactly what you didn't see coming. Okay, great. So I don't want to tell you because it's kind of a spoiler, you know, but but you know, it goes through the rise of Bruce Jenner and how he uh, you know, becomes the decathlon gold medalist. Did it have a disclaimer? Did it have a disclaimer at the top? I don't think so. I didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> cuz cuz I watched the uh the girlfriend who who didn't exist which is uh, the Manti Teo story. Oh, yes. I want to see that one, too. It's a two-parter, and it is riveting. Riveting, frame by frame. So riveting. Um, oh, my God. I was going to watch that <laughs> one, and I chose this you chose one, and one instead. I, oh, but you chose... You, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I watched Caitlyn Jenner, and then I watched Anne One. Anne One. So Anne One, to me, was also... So Anne One was extremely heartbreaking to me. I was wondering, and I didn't look it up, and I wanted to save it for the show because okay. I wanted to ask you and see what you thought. Now, I wanted it to kind of be like fresh. Natural, yeah. To see natural, yeah. So, am I using the phrase black exploitation properly when I th when I look at and one? I think so. So, to yeah, you know, and it's in other words, in other words, you have these Wharton School of Business and Stanford guys, two Wharton guys and a Stanford guy get together. All three are white. Yes. And but for the little 18 year old short white guy who's like the crazy baller that he was uh -huh. you have these like the professor you're talking about the professor yeah <laughs> you have these like for what it's worth like intelligent wealthy white guys mm -hmm. who exploit the talent of the black guys to move their brand forward essentially and that's why i say black exploitation i don't necessarily know if i'm using that properly well yeah i think black exploitation is a name for a type of film genre back in the day uh, uh, well right 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 exactly but so i mean maybe the mixtapes the mixtape videos were <laughs> were that when they when they expanded yeah and i'm thinking of it more like you have these white guys who were highly intelligent starting a business on the backs of the talent of these black guys S exactly and then not paying them. well so they well i should say they not paid them. Them. they didn't pay them what they were worth right they didn't so yeah. here here's the point here's the point at which the three founders became evil. <laughs> you know, there's a very clear distinct point in there and they play it very close to the cuff and it's like oh, they're they're kind of icky. I know where you're going. But the minute he says I could I don't remember if I had a direct conversation with him about his son putting his son through college. Right. And maybe yes. if I did it again we'd cut them in on a little ownership of the company. And I was like, so they made millions of dollars selling this company. And they paid $15,000. And they paid even $100,000 to these people that built the built right. the brand. And yet, they're, you know, they're throwing pizzas in managers' faces and stuff like that. You know, they knew. They knew the writing was on the wall that this was going to fall apart. Right. Everybody knew it. You know, the players and everybody. And that's why I say it. They, they, they exploited these people. And then Audrey watches with me and, and she was like, Ugh, you know, and I said, you base, you base your brand on trash talking. You base the whole genesis of this comes from 30 to 30 to 80 trash talking sentences that are cool on t-shirts. Like <laughs> you know what 
know what I mean? Like, right, what do you right. expect to happen to this brand that is like, you know, it took you to school, you know, like, t- you know, here's a here's a five dollars. Go buy a like trash talking T-shirts <laughs> into what it became. What did you? Right, right. Where right. did you think this is going to go? You know, and how much was the quiet little Wharton guy? How much was he worth when he's like? Enough of you guys, he leaves the company and then it falls to pieces. Like, you know what I mean? The other yeah. two guys, he, I mean, the main guy is, I, I, it's, it's, I hate to call him evil. I know he's not like intrinsically evil, but this is, this is what, this is what Untold does for you. It really like, it shades this whole area where you're just like, aha, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, I don't, and uh, next week. We'll definitely talk Matt Titeo. Like, spend the two hours and and so yeah. It no, in. I'm gonna do Cause, it. I, I, I cause, certainly because Anne watched it and I can. I, it's very hard to get Anne to watch anything that I'm into, you know. And she watched it, and we watched it like what did we watch it yesterday? And she hasn't stopped talking about it since. Like, we got up to make pancakes this morning, and all she wanted to talk about is is um, Ro- Ro- Rona, 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 Ronnie. I forget how to say the the dude's name, but the guy who catfished Manti. Like, it just wraps up, and it's like, and okay, so you say black exploitation, and 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 I agree with you. And one is about that, but maybe there's also. And I think we can take this all the way back to trash, even the even the the trashers. The trashers. It's about money corrupting, and 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 then and then oh, the, and yeah. then the, and then the poor people that try to raise up out of out of poverty and have and then have talent and skill, and when they raise themselves up out of poverty and they feel like they're breaking through, they're really not breaking through. And Manti's the same way. Yeah. And all these, all these talented people, the professor, hot sauce, all the guys, their talent, they, they did what they, what they should, what they had to do. And they, they showed their talent. Right. Right. And they were given pennies on the dollar for it. Right. And thank, and thank God that some of them found some peace and tranquility to say, well, I traveled. Well, I was able to see the world. Well, I was able to I, like exactly, bounce, you know, dribble my ball outside of uh, Notre Dame, you know. What I mean? And they're <laughs> like, like, I never otherwise would have left Harlem, right? So I'll take I'll take the value in that. At the very like the worst thing that happened was I got to see the world. I got to see the world. I got shafted a little yeah. bit on the greater scheme of things, but I got to see the world. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's peaceful. But 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 come on. <laughs> I do. I have to say though, I do love the scene where it's all coming together, uh-huh. and they sign the the. Uh, I can't think of his name. They sign the dude. His first like dunk, he breaks. Oh yeah. Oh, St- Stefan Stefan Marbury. Oh my God, that was so awesome. I love Stefan Marbury. Yeah, that's it. Stefan Marbury. His first dunk, he breaks his ankle in their shoes. <laughs> in their shitty shoes. <laughs> in their shitty shoes. And the, their, his agent is staring him down. His agent is staring down daggers at these guys. I'm going to put your shoes in the trash on television, you know? So crazy. So crazy. So, yeah, it was good. It was very good. Um, yeah, watch the Caitlyn Jenner one. I think I think Anne will get into that one, too. She's too she's too emotionally spent from Matt Titeo. That's what she said. <laughs> you know what though? I mean, I, I don't think the Caitlyn Jenner one is I think it's really uplifting. Okay. Ultimately. I don't think it's um you know how a lot of these are uh an indictment on a sport, on a city, on a town, on a people, on right. a, a method of 
commercialism or whatever it is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Caitlyn Jenner one. Cor- corporate America, whatever. And cor- Yeah, exactly. I think the Caitlyn Jenner one really defines who she is. It gives the rise of who she is. She's allowed. I mean, she's the one telling her story. And it's really cool, though, how she says, you know, like her life and and what it is. But where she there's like this demarcation between the way she talks about it is Bruce did this and I do this. Right. Bruce was this person and I'm this person, like as if it's two different people. It's so right. Right. Like that part of it, I find so intriguing. Yeah. You're going to you're going to love the Matt Titeo one because it has some of that, too. You know, the guy who catfished him you know he did a whole thing with dr phil and he did a whole there's this, okay yeah. i can't wait and, i and can't so, wait i'm gonna definitely so, watch but here's here's something on the program programmatic side of it all did you notice that this is not an all at once like netflix has gone week to week with this. I d- yes, I did notice. They did it very very quietly. I saw you put in the little you it put looked- in our little chat how you know Netflix is going to go uh commercial and have a commercial tier and right. and Anne's like we have enough commercials with everything we watch and I said and I said <laughs> and I didn't tell her. I told Audrey. I said Audrey, you know I got rid of all the commercials we went to Egypt right <laughs> so we could download stuff. No commercials are in anything we watch anymore. It just goes to black for a second and comes back up. I'm like and right. doesn't even realize that I took all the commercial out of every single streamer we have. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I went from six dollars a month to nine dollars. <laughs> Baby, we're spending three bucks. You want some of that whatever wasabi beef? Wagyu beef. Blackmore, Blackmore Wagyu beef. Get it? Get pull the whole thing together. You want the, you want that Wagyu beef? You're willing to spend all that money on Wagyu beef and not spending an extra two bucks to get rid of commercials? Screw it. I spent two bucks. So we finished the offer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we did right after that, like immediately after that, we watched The Godfather. Good. Yeah. How was that? Did it did it hit different at all? It did. Okay. It did because it 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 opened up the meaning behind some of the scenes Mm. i think the way the the restaurant scene where he goes in the bathroom to get the gun and then i think that really uh uh, played open the part and it really helped me recognize that it's not about marlon brando but it's the rise of Michael Corleone. Pacino, yeah. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. And then I watched it, and I was just like, my brain exploded. (laughs) I was like... This is the origin story of Michael Corleone. It's not Brando. (laughs) Like, Marlon Brando starts on the way out. Right. And Michael Corleone, the whole point of the movie is to bring him into the power of the family. Yeah. And I was like... Duh! How did I miss that all this time? You know, like what? And 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 I mean, the actors that played them played into their parts. You know what I mean? Like Pacino was struggling on his way up, and he got this, and it br- helped break him out. You know, like I think it helped me appreciate the Sicilian scenes that much better because watching, you know, <laughs> when you watch it, it's like. It's like Mash, right, right, right? Right. When you when you watch Mash, it's like, oh wow, the Santa Monica Mountains look strikingly, <laughs> or well, you know, Korea looks strikingly like the Santa Monica Mountains. 
you know, and and that's what you think about the Sicilian scenes because it looks like you know California, right? And then they what it took for them to get to Sicily and everything, and you're like, oh wow, okay, now I'm getting, you know, like it just there was a lot more meaning behind the scenes, some of the scenes I think because of the emotional toll it took on Coppola and stuff to get to these right, things right. and stuff. I I feel like it was it was, you know, it, it it enhanced the movie better. Yeah, so what our plan now is to watch uh, you know, Godfather Part okay. 2, which is another Academy Award winner. Right, right. So looking forward to that. And then um to to wrap it up for the most part, House of the Dragon. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, you know, Game of Thrones gruesomely sexy i mean it's you know like dismemberment and all this stuff happening and you know like crazy ass orgies yeah sex scenes orgies did you watch it or no 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 i so i've heard i heard about it and i tried to it's like ridiculous i tried to watch game of thrones and even though it had orgies in it, I couldn't stomach it. I had too many characters. <laughs> even though it had orgies. <laughs> I was trying to get into it for the orgies, but I couldn't stay for the the character count. I don't even care about the gore. Like, I'll watch gore. It doesn't matter. It's just too many characters to keep track of. But then I heard that this one combines the gore and the sex. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> gruesomely sexy, like I said. I mean, not in the same scenes. It's not like they're hacking people while fucking. Oh, no? I thought I, I heard. No, that they no, was. no, no, do no. They, do they intercut it? Do they intercut like. No, 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 no. What they do is they're like the the city watch mm -hmm. needs to have a show of force and they just go out and start like dismembering people. OK. And then the city after that scene, for example, this, the, the head of the city watch decides he's going to take his head men to the whorehouse and then have like an after dismemberment fuck party. Okay. Right? I mean like it's just it's it's ridiculous. So it's sequential. Okay, great. I I I you know the the podcast I listened to sounded like they were doing beheadings in the middle of sex and stuff and that was too much. No, That's no, much no, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so I will say though I will say Clarissa's read a lot more of this than I have. But I read the first book of The Witcher. Uh what is it called? Uh um oh shoot i can't remember well what it, whatever i read the first book of the witcher and i read the first book of song of ice and fire which is you know game of thrones okay and i've watched all the witcher and i've watched all of game of thrones the witcher's like what two three seasons two seasons i think right. um i think game of thrones is better written with a caveat so i think it's better written because it's written in English by a person who reads and writes and speaks English. Okay. <laughs> where The Witcher is written Polish by a guy. Polish yeah. guy and was transferred into English. And I think one of the things, like this is just a small part, but they talk about beer a lot. Okay. And, oh, just give me more beer and give me more beer and give me, you know, whatever it is. And I'm thinking, like, really? But the way they would, would have said it back then is ale not beer right right so it's like those little twists i think that they could have tweaked in the witcher that would have made the writing a little better you lost something in translation in the translation yes yeah some of it was lost in translation gotcha. right so and every book is translated by a different person Ugh. so i want to read a couple other books just to see if the translations make them read differently okay you know and and because uh, it's all in in polish is the original so you should just learn polish and then read it in the original 
text. Well, I would love to, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But I would have to say, though, when it comes to the TV show, I think I like The Witcher better. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember. I love Game of Thrones. But I think the difference is uh, 300 less characters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think that's the main thing with, the, with, with Game of Thrones is just there's too many goddamn characters in Game of Thrones where it's like The Witcher. I mean, there's a fair number of characters, but The Witcher is. Oh, no, but the but it's core. If you only know, like four characters you need to know like 15 and you're done yeah yeah and you don't you don't need all their names the, hey there's only one there's only one name you need to know in witcher yennefer 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 and the, and you only need to know her when her clothes are off <laughs> <laughs> or her uterus is being cooked oh god okay, so disgusting <laughs> so disgusting but yeah like yeah the witcher though i my favorite though of all of them is the head or the lead or the yeah the leader of the dwarves oh okay that little dude was amazing because with a scottish accent and stuff i mean it was so it, it was so great but um how about you what have you been watching i mean i know we talk about untold untold but, uh, tons else? of untold bullet train um low Lower Decks. Have you seen Lower Decks? No, I haven't heard of it. So on Paramount, okay, uh, we watched all of the um, Strange New Worlds, which is the the newest of the Star Trek series, and it's a it's a great series. We finished that up, but it's kind of quick. It's like eight, I think it's eight episodes. Okay, but they're all like standalone, kind of the old school way to do it, where each episode I love that and finishes. It's you know what do you call it? Um, wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, wrap it up. Episodic. Episodic. It's no, it's called procedural. Serial. Procedural. Procedural. Right. Yeah. Procedural. But so <laughs> Upper Deck is a cartoon version of, of, uh, lower, no, Upper Deck. That's a different thing. Upper Decker. Uh, <laughs> is Arnold's baseball cards? Yeah. No. Do you know Upper Decker? Have you know that you have you heard the trick, the, the practical joke of Upper Decker? Upper Deck? <laughs> okay. But I, so I don't know. So tell if me. If you ever have, so I don't know, as a mover, you, you ended up, you're in a lot of houses of people you don't really know. Right. Okay. And sometimes they're people that aren't really great to you as a mover. Right? So if you don't like them, maybe you, you know, use their bathroom and you have to take a dump in there. You, you take a big dump and don't yeah, flush put it in the tank. You take a dump in the tank above the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. called an upper decker, my friend. You never heard of that before? No. <laughs> they keep flushing you it and they're evil. like, oh, why is it all shitty water all the time? <laughs> Dude, you are. And then evil, it takes a while man. to clear out. Anyway, so yeah. So, okay, this is an ex. I'm putting the E <laughs> on explicit. You said F. You said the F word like three times already. So, oh, we're dude, lost. we're putting we're explicit on this um, one. But uh, yeah, so Lower Decks is about the Lower Deck people within a star class. Is that shitting in the basement? <laughs> no, within within oh. a within a starship in the in the Star Trek universe, and it's called the USS Cerritos. So it's like, what is that? The suburb of Los Angeles, Cerritos Auto Square. Like, you know what I mean? Right, and, right, right. And it's these, uh, it's this core group of like four or five. They're all like lower ranked, you know, players in, in there. Red shirts. They're all red. Yeah, they're not all red shirts. One's in engineering, but he's like the lowest of the engineering. And, you know, they're all from over the ship, but they kind of, they get together. What's what's engineering? Is that blue? No. Uh, it's, oh, it's the yellowish. 
yellow, the gold. They follow really the the next generation coloring and and the next generation kind of suits. Oh, okay. Because blue is medical, right? Blue is medical, right? And then uh, yellow yeah, is yeah, engineering, yeah. and red is kind of the the guys you the kill. Guys you kill, and also the but also the head <laughs> guys too. Um, but yeah, so it's great. It's, I think it's a great show. Anne's watched a couple episodes, and she's like, "This is not for kids." And I'm like. It's kind of for kids. There's a bit of a zombie episode in there, but you know, when you carry the zombies pretty quickly, you know, it's it's kind of funny. And they get to go to crazy worlds that you don't you don't have to, when it's all animation, you just you just draw it. You know, you're drawing everything. You might as well draw this, you know. Here here's my statement to that though, is why is it that once it's animated, it's assumed it's for children? Well, I think they had said they had they had pitched this as it's you know for you know get the younger kids into Star Trek. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, and you know I think we're just a little we're a little more sheltered in our you know like definitely Anne and and Bryce don't like the gore and don't like that kind of stuff, so they kind of steer clear. But uh, Anne would not like House of the Dragon. <laughs> Give give Lower Deck a try. It's on Paramount Paramount Plus, and you know, and yeah, I'll give. Uh, it's a quick what, twenty wait, two minute the, twenty two minute episodes, like you know, whatever. No, but what's the new the new? Uh, oh yeah, the Strange New Worlds. That too. Yeah, Strange New Worlds. Yeah, I want to check that out too. I mean, you know, I, I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I want to check that out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> I love you. You sent what is that thing that you sent about your 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 town is building? What are they building? <laughs> oh, they're building a space like it's called Pale Blue Dot Ventures. Uh-huh. And what it is, they're they're looking to build uh, a thing like a space uh, museum, a place to watch launches Con- conference. Oh, like a conference center, like a- and all this stuff. Yeah. And then what they want to do is they're like, yeah, they want to build this conference center and they want to have Star Trek conventions <laughs> here. And I'm just like, hell yeah, man. People coming from all over the world, like crazy ass Trekkies and stuff. Like I would Com- Comic Con North. <laughs> Dude, I would totally go in costume if that were the. It's like I could literally ride my bicycle there. It's so close. It's like I'm not even joking. It's at the bottom of the hill. Like nice. Oh, is this where the where the old uh, drive-in was then? No, closer than that. Oh wow, even closer. Closer than up, up the hill from there. Yeah, it's it's like I literally I could walk there if I if I had to. It's that close. I do mean, you have to vote on this? Are you voting on this? Is this why they had a presentation? Or no, what they're trying to do is they're trying to raise funds and they have to meet certain markers, like you know uh, venture capital markers and such, in order to continue to the next phase of what the city's gonna going to allow. And the city says you have to have so much money by such and such date, and if you you get that then you can move to the next section you know to break ground to start digging and pouring and building and whatever they're going to do and they're pretty close actually they've been working at this for like a few years um so i hope it happens because they're looking at uh an observatory a place to observe or watch rocket launches like a planetarium um a museum uh, like a space travel museum I, i mean i think it would be ideal seeing as you know we're at vandenberg air force well now space uh uh, no space port no space for space (laughs) which the thing that's funny about that is the 
emblem for uh, Vandenberg Space Force, or, or well, the United Space, the United States Space Force. It's so hard to say that, man. <laughs> the United States Space Force. It is too much like Star Trek. Have you seen it? I yeah, I have seen it. Didn't didn't the the TV show Space Force get in trouble for like? using it or like oh i don't know i don't know but it's like their emblem their 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 little badge or whatever is way too close to star trek i mean oh yeah it looks like the communicator in the middle yeah totally yeah when you look at it you're like really is this is this really what you're doing like people came up with this and they said oh no it's not ripping off anything (laughs) it's not copyrighted (laughs) oh literally you look up the picture and they literally have it next to starfleet command and it's like the exact same thing it has the, even this even the orbiting star around it that's yeah it's, oh, it's got God. it's crazy <laughs> yeah the united states is doing a copyright infringement <laughs> for paramount pictures you know to, whatever uh, all right man like we, we yeah so good good catching good up week happy to be uh back in full swing yeah uh i mean we were back last week but now we're back to like a regular show we'll continue it on from here yep. and then uh yeah get back into the fall and you know keep listening good beers good friends better beers better beers watching. we're not gonna do this better beers, beers no hey hey just don't be stealing shit out of the fridge see this is a lesson for children <laughs> do not steal it's probably a bad beer do our psa right now <laughs> Last thing I'm going to say, right? When I went to, so I was getting out of the army and I was going to, uh, you know, I was applying at LAPD. You did? No way. And I'm sitting. Oh, I didn't tell you this story. <laughs> oh, man. Me. This is a story. <laughs> this, this, this is a story for another episode, but I'll briefly get into it. So I'm sitting in City Hall or whatever, waiting for the, the polygraph. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard this. Yes. Go ahead. And this super gorgeous woman sits down next to me and starts chatting me up. <laughs> oh, I'm here for the LAPD test, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So what are you here for? Well, I'm here for the same thing, you know. And, ah, and she's like asking me all these questions. And I'm like, she's got to be like a detective or something. Plant plant a plant right someone like trying to get me to like spill the beans on whatever i don't have beans to spill <laughs> and i'm like i'd start i start giving because you know i had class like i had a secret clearance at the time and i had classes on how to like give evasive answers and how to be evasive when people are trying to talk to you so i'm like all of a sudden like training kicked in and i'm just like giving these evasive answers and all this <laughs> stuff you know and so I go and I go in and the guy's like, you know, I go through the whole thing with the polygraph and the guy said, yeah, you kind of gave some obscure answers to our uh, detective. <laughs> <up there." laughs> and I, I, I look at him, I go, I knew it. He's like, what did you know? I'm like, never does a woman that good look at chat me up. <laughs> so it's like, never is a beer that good. Just sitting in a fridge waiting to be had, you know, like it doesn't happen. It's too good to without be, a catch. It looks too good to be true. It probably is. <laughs> exactly. Not saying my wife's not good looking. I think she's beautiful. <laughs> but hot chicks don't typically chat me up, and good beers don't just sit and wait for the taking. Yes. Right? So that's lessons to be had. You know it. <laughs>
All right. All right. All right. Talk Ted. to you later. See you next week. Yeah, you have a good night, man. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.